0: Josh, and today we'll be talking about ChatGPT. Last episode, I had some fun by creating a prompt so ChatGPT would write a script for the podcast. Who better to tell us about ChatGPT than ChatGPT itself, right? In this episode, it's my turn to talk about ChatGPT. First, let's start with artificial intelligence. The term artificial intelligence, or AI, was coined back in the 1950s, and it is the simulation of human intelligence by machines. Generative AI is the process of AI algorithms generating or creating an output which is some form of content, like text, pictures, or videos. ChatGPT is a type of generative AI. ChatGPT runs on GPT, or generative pre-trained transformer, a large language model or LLM for short. ChatGPT uses probability to guess what word is next, similar to the autocomplete on your phone. However, ChatGPT is smarter than the autocomplete on your phone because it is constantly learning even as it is trying to predict the next word, allowing it to improve its understanding. When you enter your input, or prompt to Chat GPT. It can answer questions, write stories and poetry, produce essays, and even write computer code. OpenAI, the company that created ChatGPT, was founded by Sam Altman and Elon Musk, among others, and has been developing GPT language models since 2018. Before we move on, there's two types of machine learning relevant to our discussion unsupervised learning and supervised learning. Unsupervised learning basically means you feed the model a bunch of data and leave it on its own to make sense of everything and find the patterns, as opposed to supervised learning, where you provide each input and the mapped output you expect from the model. For GPT-3, OpenAI built on the early attempts of GPT-1, where they found using unsupervised learning as pre-training for supervised fine-tuned models to be successful, and GPT-2, that established the perplexity or a measurement of how well a probability model predicts a sample, decreases with an increase in the number of parameters. So the GPT-3 model was built with 175 billion parameters, more than 100 times the parameters of GPT-2. ChatGPT is based on a neural network architecture. A neural network is a method in AI that teaches computers to process data in a way that is inspired by the human brain. Our brains contain neurons connected to each other in big networks. A neuron looks for patterns and when it recognizes a pattern in its network connections, it communicates with its peers. Continuing this analogy, the 175 billion parameters in GPT-3 are network components either a single neuron or a connection between neurons. Now let's move on to the data. 60% of GPT-3's dataset was based on a filtered version of what is called common crawl data, which consists of web page data, metadata extracts, and text extracts from over 8 years of web crawling. 22% came from WebText 2, which consists of Reddit posts that have 3 or more upvotes. 16% came from two internet based book collections, and 3% came from the English language version of Wikipedia. In total, the data used to train GPT 3 was 575 gigabytes of text, with 300 billion words being fed into the model. Now's a good time to point out GTP 3 is not just a copy of all the data, it's also not a program. It's a single file that acts as a filter. Now, the datasets were good enough to get ChatGPT to accurately predict the next word, but there was still fine-tuning to do to get it to properly understand context and provide safe answers. This fine-tuning was a three-step process, which I'll summarize briefly. First, ChatGPT was trained using supervised learning by humans providing sample inputs and the expected outputs. Second, The model generated multiple predictions for user prompts, and human annotators would rank the predictions from the most helpful to the least helpful. The ranking data was used to train a reward model, which was then trained to predict how useful a response was to a particular prompt. Third, a reinforcement learning process was used to train the model by generating a prompt and then evaluating the prediction from the model. The model then tries to maximize to get bigger rewards for its predictions in the future. The second and third steps were iterated as needed to get ChatGPT fully fine-tuned. Computer experts use the term flop, short for floating point operation, which refers to an individual arithmetic calculation, or one act of addition, subtraction, multiplication, or division. GPT-3 required three times 10 to the 23rd flops of computing in order for it to be trained. If you were to try to train GPT-3 on a typical desktop computer made in 2023, it would need to run continuously for about 10,000 years to be able to perform that many flops. In 2020, a supercomputer was created in Microsoft's Azure cloud to enable the training of ChatGPT via collaboration between OpenAI, Microsoft, and NVIDIA. At the time, it was the fifth largest supercomputer in the world, and the biggest supercomputer ever built in the cloud. The supercomputer contains 285,000 AMD InfiniBand connected CPU cores and 10,000 NVIDIA V100 Tensor Core GPUs. A single NVIDIA V100 with its 640 Tensor Cores delivers 130 teraflops or 130 trillion floating-point operations per second. The equivalent of 32 CPUs. Microsoft engineers created clusters of 8 of the V100s, giving a bandwidth of 3.6 terabytes per second. Then they networked the clusters together, giving them 400 gigabits per GPU and 3.2 terabits per server. Using data parallelization of the GPUs, they were able to train many instances on small batches of data. And after each batch, the GPUs would exchange information, then move to the next batch. According to OpenAI, the training and development costs for ChatGPT is estimated to be around $4.6 million. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep upgrading.